Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Carlton Blue. My name's Dan Rowlandson. I'm joined here this afternoon by John Townley to talk about Ollie Watkins. Now, John, this is sparked from a discussion that you brought up on last Monday's show, I think, last week, saying yeah. Ollie Watkins is arguably the second best striker in the Premier League. So we're going to try and argue that point today for 10, 15 minutes. I've got nothing prepped apart from the top scorers in the league this year. So I'll let you take it away. Where's this <laughs> statement come from? Uh, it's not much of a debate, is it? Ollie Watkins, second best centre forward in the Premier League. Um... I don't know. I just, I was, um, well, I said in the Monday show when again, I don't know, last week was it, I was lying in bed. Um, and (laughs) I just thought Erling Haaland, this was ahead of the city game. So Erling Haaland's obviously the best striker in the Premier League, probably the best striker in the world. Maybe Harry Kane has a, no say in that. I don't know. Um, and I thought, well, who's the best second? Yeah, the second to Erling Haaland in the kind of the non-Erling Haaland awards category, which I think <laughs> should probably be a thing when it comes down to like top scorers and all that stuff. I think it's probably Watkins because I went through the top teams in the division. Obviously, we're one of them anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know, you go through Arsenal, you know, Jesus and Ketia. There's other clubs as well, you know, Tottenham, Hyung Sun. But then he's not really a centre forward, is he? I know they're mm. kind of out of fashion anyway. Um, but yeah, it depends how you want to kind of word striker. Is most seller a striker, in my opinion, he isn't. Is is it just a wide player that comes in off off the yeah. right? So yeah, for me, Ollie Watkins is the second best striker in the Premier League, and I think it probably sounds a bit crazy because I don't know a year ago and before that, obviously that that wouldn't be a conversation. Mainly because Harry Kane was in the division, granted, but then you wouldn't be saying that Ollie Watkins was the third best striker in the league, would we? So um, yeah, I think. I think it's definitely um, you know room for discussion on it, but in my opinion, Watkins is there. He's, he's number two. There isn't put it this way: there isn't another striker in the Premier League that I'd rather have instead of Ollie Watkins leading Villa's line right now, apart mm. from Erling Haaland. But obviously, that's a bit of a kind of a fantasy thing, anyway. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I don't think it's just your opinion. There's obviously still some people of the opinion that Watkins isn't good enough for Villa and can be upgraded upon. And to me, I don't agree with that. But we had that as recently as after the Arsenal game. Uh, there was a comment on our YouTube saying really? uh, Watkins has only got eight goals in, in 16 games. It's not good enough. What? It's still one in two. We've just beat two of the best sides in the league. And I said yeah. in the post-match show that we did as much as he's not on the score sheet and he might not even get the assist. He's still involved. And you're right, I wouldn't swap him for, for any others. I think there's some debate about if you said Premier League forwards or yeah, Premier that League attackers, up. that opens up a salad, well. obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, Son, they're, they're wingers, aren't they, effectively? Jared Bowen uh, has got nine goals in the Premier League this season, one more than Watkins, but again, not, not a striker. So you've got Haaland on 14, you know, up in a world of his own. You've got Salah with 11, Son with 10, Bowen with nine, and then Watkins is the next out-and-out striker for me there with eight. 
uh, level with Wang Hee-chan and Solanke. Now, obviously, if you just look at the goal charts, that doesn't rank where people are. Are Wang and Solanke as good as Watkins? Not in my opinion. Like you've got someone like Nunes, who, who I like for Liverpool, whether he's playing out wide or coming in or, or centrally or whatever. He's on four. He's, he's Watkins twice the player he is, just he's got twice the amount of goals. No, not necessarily, but I, I totally agree with you. I've got Haaland right at the top in, in, a, in a category you might as well not even try and compete with. And then second, mm-hmm. I would have Watkins. I, there isn't that debate for me. Is there anyone on the list that maybe comes close? I mean, it, not in terms of, I mean, you're talking about output there in terms of goals they're done. Um, but in terms of, you know, it, because you can't just grade your strikers on that. I, I think, you know, you look at a Jesus for Arsenal. He's probably as close as it comes, I suppose. Um, if you look elsewhere in the top teams, I mean, Chelsea on the top team, but who's their striker? They don't really have one. Jackson. I mean, Nkuku, yeah, you know, doesn't come close, but Nkuku's there. But again, very different. Is he a centre forward? Yeah. I'd play him more as, as a kind of a second striker as such. And I know that's kind of, we're kind of ignoring other players and saying, oh, Watkins is the best at this specific thing. But I don't think it is particularly specific because Watkins has the capability to do a bit of everything, in my opinion. He is a complete striker. Um, you mentioned the goals he scored there. He's obviously got, I think it's six assists as well this season, which is, in terms of goal contributions, in terms of that output metric, I suppose, then it's only Haaland and Salah that's got more. And he's won two penalties this season as well. So... Mm. That's nope. 14 goal contributions in 16 games, plus two penalties if you want to class them, which they aren't assists, but they have to be worth something, right? So that's kind of um, 14 plus six, sorry, 14 plus two contributions. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's leveling out to about a goal contribution per game, which is mm. um, obviously excellent and something that not many players are doing in the division. And yeah, um, would I take any of the strike and Watkins in the league again, you know, kind of ignoring the Haaland stuff, I, I genuinely wouldn't. And yeah, you go through the top sides. Liverpool have a lot of forwards, but they all kind of do different and they're all very fluid and I don't, you know, you, I don't think you can compare them to Watkins, but other players in, in the division, you know, Ivan Tony, I think is probably the best comparison to, you know, would he be able to do what Watkins does for Villa? Possibly so, but it's very hard to kind of base any sort of argument on him at the moment because he hasn't played football for <laughs> six or seven months and I know he's still there. And when he comes back for Brentford or when he signs for Arsenal or something like that, I don't know if that'll happen in January. Then again, Watkins will have more competition to be the second best centre forward in the division. But I back him to be that because Emery has completely transformed him his game. Emery can give him the tools, he can give him the instructions and the the kind of feedback and the coaching tips and points. But ultimately, Watkins has to take it on board and he has to choose whether he wants to, um, you know, work as hard as he has to get to where he is today uh and obviously as i say he hasn't i don't think many players would have to be honest with you and i think that probably mm-hmm. comes from his grounding as a, a player at exeter when he was coming through to then brentford and then he's had to prove himself at villa as well because there was no guarantee that you know while he was signed for villa that was the dean smith signing wasn't it and he had to prove himself then to play under steven gerrard and obviously danny ings comes in he, he won that battle emery decided between the two and clearly picked watkins um so, yeah, I don't think there's many players that would have had the ethic, the work ethic, sorry, and the, the kind of commitment, the attitude that he brings to Villa as well to become the player that he is today. I really don't think that that would be the case because how many times does a manager come into a club and they've got the best out of players? But this is like a different level. This is transforming mm. a player and it's been in him. I think it's probably lost sometimes that he's only had about, what, four seasons, I think it is, some of that, playing as a striker. And his yeah, first yeah. season would have been yeah. under Thomas Frank. I think it was the 2019-20 season. Since then, obviously, his career has only gone one way. But, you know, you look and think, well, he's got years ahead of him anyway. And he's clearly got a lot of learning to do too. So, um, yeah, for me, a complete striker and a player that, you know, 
had stick and stuff from fans previously that was completely unwarranted in my opinion. Not completely unwarranted because he's going to miss some chances, right? But mm. I think if you look closer, it's it's not always the striker's fault or when he's playing alone by himself. Sometimes you just need a top manager um, yeah. to kind of prove what you can do. And I think that's the case for most players in the team. But Watkins in particular, um, mm. it's worth kind of, as I say, giving 20 minutes to on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, Ivan Tony, you just mentioned, has probably got something to say about um, Watkins being the second best striker. I'll really write Tony, by the way, but obviously he's not featured yeah. this season. And we've said before about does he only suit that Brentford system or, or not? I, I think he would be a success elsewhere, but it's unproven okay. at this point. Yeah. Um, he would also have something to say about Ollie Watkins being the second best English striker. Uh, he's kind of got two strikers to compete with, hasn't he, for top spot? Haaland in the Premier League and Harry Kane at international level. Mm-hmm. To be second best behind those two is not exactly a disappointment, is it? No, no, definitely not. And as soon as you said English striker, I did think, of course, Newcastle was the other team that I sort of missed out. Um, you got Isaac and Callum Wilson, who are, again, I think, are very good players, particularly Wilson, actually, I think is very underrated. Um, a player that Villa tried to sign a few years back. But again, I think Watkins is just more rounded. I think he's more complete and he's someone that I'd just rather have, rather have sorry, uh, especially in this Emery team as well. As I say, the, the amount of um, contributions that he has, how he gets involved with, well, he doesn't really get involved with build-up as much. And, you know, we can get onto that in terms of how Emery has actually developed him as a player, but how he's involved in the final the final moment, I suppose. It, it's is more of a kind of a devastating striker now rather mm. than a player that tries to get involved in build-up. He, yeah. We know that he's making less um, or he's having less time on the ball. He's taking less touches. I looked at it earlier in terms of where his touches have come and how many he's had. It's just decreased as as the um, as Emery has come in, which again shows that he's playing between you know the width of the posts. Uh, he's still making lots of off the ball runs, you know, in terms of pressing, but also um, when Villa are in possession, I think he's made the most uh, kind of behind the defence to try and get onto balls and stuff as well. So a player that I think is more um, dangerous to an to an opposition defender because they don't want the striker to be making those runs and being, you know, kind of that more prolific player in the box, I suppose, someone that's harder to pick up and to know where they are rather than Watkins dropping deep and trying to get involved and trying to use the wide channels. He's been told, obviously, not to do that by Emery. This season, he's had 48 shots, which is only second to Haaland, and that's already half of the 95 that he managed in the 20 to 21 season so you can see that you know he's having more opportunities to score goals yes he's left involved less involved in build-up but that isn't come to the detriment of his involvement in the match mm. um which again is just you know emery spotted something and he's now getting the best out of uh our our center forward like i said i've got some figures in front of me i know we've both said that we wouldn't swap him for anyone but i just want to kind of quick fire through and say this player yes or no <laughs> just to, yeah. for the fun yeah. of it 
So that like we say we've got Haaland at the top, 62 goal contributions in 50. Would we have him at Aston Villa? Uh, probably. Salah, 216 goal contributions in 247. Again, unbelievable. In a different level, not an out-and-out striker though. Same with Son, 169 in 284. So again, those three, yes, would you have them at Villa, of course, but they're not. Uh, two of those aren't out-and-out strikers. Bowen, has got nine goals this season, 61 goal contributions in 147. Uh, Watkins on eight so far, 67 goal contributions in one, two, five appearances. So just slightly better than goal contribution every other game. Hwangi Chan, would you swap him? No. <laughs> Solanke? Uh, he's had a good, just on Chan, by the way, I think he's had a very good season so far. Um, yeah, yeah. Someone who was actually good before we joined Wolves and for some reason didn't play very well at the start, but yeah, he's playing well now. Uh, mm. Solanke, no. Again, a player that I think is very underrated, clearly having a very good season this season. is probably, I don't like to say this is a Villa fan, but like due a move. Um, Bournemouth fans won't like that either, but I mean, come on. <laughs> he's definitely better than Bournemouth. I mean, Bournemouth might be on the up at the moment. They're on, they're on great form. Yeah. Um, Isaac's got seven. That's 18 goal contributions in 34. I like Isaac. He's obviously got a lot of potential yeah, as well. Play. Playing in the Champions League. Uh, he's probably the one for me that comes closest to being somebody. Not that I'd say that I, I don't want Watkins to be here because I think he fits Emery down to a team, yes, which we've yeah. discussed before. But if I had to pluck one of these other strikers to come and do a job because we sell Watkins, for example, I'm not saying this is ever going to happen. No. Isaac is somebody that I'll go, okay, we'll have him instead then. He'd be second on my list as such mm. if if Watkins didn't exist should we say and we had to play someone else um, yeah he'd be a second on my list we've already talked about Wilson he's got seven so far 109 in 212 which again is pretty much uh, it's just better than two two goal contributions per game Eduard has got six wouldn't swap him Jackson's got six but three of them were against Spurs weren't they the worst hat trick <laughs> I've ever seen yeah. Enketia has got five I mean Arsenal fans would probably want to sign Watkins ahead of Enketia so no to that as well mm. and then you're into the depths of Iwanini four Jimenez four Richarlison three Calvert-Lewin yeah. three and the bottom of the list is something that I picked out again probably not quite an out and out striker Rashford two Premier League goals this season yeah what's happened there he, what, he hit fire last season didn't he Rashford and I thought oh this is the Rashford that kind of burst onto the scene but then he's just completely flopped again this season so that's really um one that's kind of uh, surprised me actually I thought he was just back to his best last season because he was scoring loads of goals I think he was like 30 plus in all competitions or something and then this season he's gone off the rails again like yeah that's Man United but I don't know how a player can go like so hot and cold I know wingers can do that but goodness yeah so on Watkins then just to, to round up this chat what do you make of the people that still say he's not good enough for Villa? I know we've talked about this before, but in a nice isolated 15-minute video specifically about him, what's your answer to that? I always say football's a game of opinions and you can have your own opinion. I just, I personally don't understand that. And I was going to say have perspective, but then <laughs> that also doesn't make sense because I'm saying he's the second best striker in the division. So in my opinion, there is literally, you know, it's only an Erling Haaland away from um, the best and I, I don't understand the amount of goals he scored the amount of contributions he's had he's a complete striker he does everything that Emery wants off the ball on the ball I, I don't where's the negative should we flip it that way because there's plenty I could say as a positive the only negative yeah. that I could say is that sometimes he'll miss a couple of chances in a game but then he comes back for more and then we'll score over the next game or score in that game so that's not I don't see the negative and we've said it a million times before and it's pretty boring now but if he took every chance he'd you know, that he got, he'd be better than Erling Harden, wouldn't he? Because the amount of chances he does have because of, you know, his movement and how he plays and how he operates in this Emery system. He's always going to get chances and opportunities to score goals. And that's what Emery says to him when he misses those opportunities. It's, well, you know, 
we go again because you're going to get another chance to score and then he will take it and there's his goal for the match yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. you know for that week so for me yeah there is no there's no debate about is Watkins I don't want to say the word is he good enough for Villa of course he is he's, he's Villa's number nine and a key person key player sorry behind the club's turnaround and where we're going to be going in the future as well and as I say what's scary for you know not scary for Villa but for other teams and um, other clubs is that for me he We'll only get better from here because I've yeah, seen a massive really improvement cool. even from the last six months. He had, he had a really good output, didn't he? Between there was things like 11 games, I think he scored like nine goals in 11 yeah. games, I think it was last season, yeah. something like that. In Villa's, I think it was the 10 match and beaten run that we had. I'm now seeing an even better player than that, I think, this season. So, where does this leave him in the next coming, you know, in the coming years, especially now that his future's decided he's going to stay at Villa? He's obviously signed his contract, so there's no outside noise or interruption. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, a player that, and I've said it before, why a top club hasn't, I say a top club, we're a top club, a club like a Man United who has kind of infinite resources to sign who they'd like, and they sign Hoyland. Yes, I'm not saying that one bid or two bids would have got Watkins, but why didn't they just bid for Watkins? Was it like 70 million for Hoyland or something? Why didn't they just slap that down for Watkins? Because there's your striker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Again, not saying Villa would entertain any offers, uh, you know, before he even signed his contract, but for, you know, reasons I don't understand, Chelsea spending a billion pounds and not looking at Watkins, Man United not looking at Watkins, even Arsenal as well. I mean, these, these clubs, sorry, have looked at Watkins, but they haven't really gone for him. And for me, I don't understand it. Maybe it's because they needed a top coach to, um, you know, how does a top coach... Uh, develop Watkins and now we've seen that how how Emery's done it but those scouts and recruitment teams should be able to spot when they can see a player and it was definitely you know staring him in the face with Watkins and gladly um yeah Villa are now kind of hands off he's our striker and certainly a player that will lead us as I say hopefully to lots of success in the years to come yeah absolutely we did our like building our ultimate footballer didn't we a few weeks ago probably the last international break and for finishing yeah. I put Ollie Watkins as a yeah it's a bit of a cop-out answer but I think he's one of the best finishers I've seen at Villa Park yeah. and considering that he gets stick for his finishing some of the goals he scored like I'm not just on about does he miss chances some of the goals he scored are brilliantly, brilliant technically. That header against Bournemouth, like only elite level strikers can do things like that in terms of finishing ability. So long may it continue for Ollie Watkins at Aston Villa. If he's here for the next two, three seasons and Villa are firing in the Premier League as they are this year, 
there's no doubt in my mind that he becomes Villa's all-time Premier League goal scorer. Yeah, Watkins is on 48, so when he hits the 20 mark this season, in your opinion, that's another uh, however many to his total, uh, another 12. So it, it's a matter of time. If, if Villa are firing, he stays injury-free, free, that Ollie Watkins becomes our top goal scorer. And, and yeah, I'd... I'm looking forward to that day because I, I really, really rate it. John, we'll call it a day for this one. Thanks for joining me and sharing your opinion. Let us know in the comments whether you agree or disagree. If this falls into the hands of other Premier League fans, I imagine there'll be a lot of people disagreeing, but I think we've made our case pretty comfortable. You've got Haaland up here, out of shot, and then you've got Watkins here, and then some of the others. Come with, your, come with your explanation as well, because I don't... Yeah, yeah. You know, start to back it up as well. Watkins is the second best centre forward in the division. There's, I genuinely don't. Yes, there's an argument you can put forward different things and in previous seasons, but right now, this mm. is a player that's improving on where he is now, and he's the second best in the league, in my opinion. So, you know, those players that are beneath him are going to have to do even better in the next couple, mm. of, yeah. couple of months and whatnot. Just my opinion, but I think, well, as as is yours as well, Dan. I think a lot of Villa fans will agree he's he's well up there. Yeah, absolutely. So get involved in the comments and share your thoughts. If you have been leaving us iTunes reviews, I thank you very much for that. Uh, we've had loads since I actually physically asked people to do it. A lot of people have gone over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and left us a review and some really nice comments as well. So thank you for that. If you haven't, it helps uh, share the podcast and help, helps the podcast grow, apparently. So if you can go and leave us a review, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, this is coming out on Wednesday the 13th, the day we film it. So it's Zerinsky Must Start away tomorrow. We'll do a post-match show for that around half 7, 8pm, something like that. And um, we've got two specials coming up before the end of the new year as well that we're filming next week. So stay tuned to All Things Claret and Blue for our latest content. John, thanks for joining me. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you soon.